All right, it's 4 o'clock on Sunday afternoon, and you know what that is. That means we're in the closet. And it's probably not 4 o'clock on Sunday afternoon if you're listening. We're taping a podcast in our closet downtown. Uh, and it's another episode of Better. Yeah. And I'm John, and that's Julie. Yeah. And we're in a closet. Yeah. Literally in the closet. Which is pretty cozy now. It is cozy. What and- we need is different lighting. We have one overhead light. <laughs> if we had a lamp in here, this would be very seancey. I don't mind the light. You don't? No. It's a little bright for me. Um, so, quick update. We went recently. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I was just resting my hand on the cube. It looked like you wanted to hold hands, <laughs> which I thought, like, okay, but I don't know if we need to right now. <laughs> um, yeah, so we this week we went to our niece's dance uh competition final dance competition in orlando nationals hall of fame dance national competition and um which sounds like a fake thing because there's probably a lot of national dance competitions oh there's and, a ton of them and regionals and and yeah. hyper regionals and yeah sectionals. no there's all different yeah there's all, all different companies that hold them so they went to hall of fame and it was it was a really really tough competition which made it um, really actually exciting to watch. Like, every single dance was really good. I mean, sometimes, if we're being honest, some of the dances are just I, and there's a lot of them. <laughs> oh, but, you mean in the past, yeah. yeah this, I mean, this, this, I mean, this was, this was uh, a cut above. Yeah, as it, anyone knows, with anything, um, you know, anything like that, there's there's standouts, and... Um, but anyway, it was it was a it was three days of standouts, so we got to see solos and small groups and duo trios and our niece and Chloe did amazing and she got called a bunch of her dances got called back so they like recompete in the World Series I think they call it um, and so yeah she did amazing and we saw just some stunning dancing. Um, by teenage kids and a lot of boys, more boys than oh I've my ever God. seen. I'll tell you what, man, like there, there's a couple of things and we've talked about the dancing before Chloe's dancing, Grace's dancing, um, our nieces dance. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we tend to be probably a little repetitive, but there's a couple of things that bear discussion here. First of all, um, we saw probably maybe nine or ten hours of dancing all told i think yeah and these kids work so freaking hard they're so passionate about this thing that i don't there were probably i certainly kids come off the stage and they're bummed right oh i i didn't pop that move quite right or whatever i i didn't note a mistake like i i there, there wasn't a there was a little bit of like okay that timing wasn't perfect between those spins or whatever but I can't say that there was a moment where I was like, ooh, no, there were major any, right. fail. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like not, so that just suggests how hard these kids work on these three-minute dances. And Chloe had, I don't know, 10 of them or something. Like, she had a ton of them. And every kid had a ton of them. We yeah. saw one kid after another. It's the same kids over and, and over again. And we didn't even see all the dances. There were more when we left. There were tons more. And, um, and, and one thing that... So it's really cool... I, I will repeat that I love seeing kids engaged in something, phones down, uh, bodies moving. It, it all feels right, and you feel like, ooh, 
there's nothing healthier for people, but for these kids in particular, than having, just thinking about all the time they put into putting this thing together and then showcasing it in front of people and, you know, and then moving on to the next thing. You know what I mean? Like not even needing like a ton of applause. Like the, when they did the, their individual things, there's only a few people in this right. massive room. Right. So if, and yeah, they, if, they, they work so hard on it. It's un, it's so impressive. I, I, I don't know if it can be overstated. And yet the same can be true of a kid who is playing lacrosse or a kid who is learning debate, you know, like any, anything the kids do that they are enveloped in and working hard on, they're going to become good at. Well, and the cool thing too, is the, um, you know, the camaraderie, there's all these kids, they all come out and they cheer for each other and, um, selflessly. Yeah. Like it's, it's almost baffling to watch the degree to which these kids are excited I don't to think see it's other... baffling. I don't, I don't think it's baffling. I mean, and then there's some dances. They were just like, they knew like, um, they knew. this is, this, this yeah. couple's going to be amazing. So like, you know, all these kids like cluster to the front. Yeah. Or yeah. And then, or this, this moves coming up and then they would scream when they nailed it. And, and yeah. And just like with these dance companies, there's littles, like little teeny kids, you know, all the way up to seniors in high school. And the, you know, the little girls love the big girls and the big girls hold the little girls. And, you know, it's just, it's so cool that she got to grow up with this level of rigor, this level of self-development, and then just the... And self-esteem. Sisterhood. She yeah, got, yeah. She got to build up yeah. that self-esteem and the connections. You're right. Around this thing they have in common. It's a really cool thing. And, man, one of the coolest thing about this one to me was seeing so many boys up there so many boys um and these dudes are all in man just like the girls they are all in and it's mighty and it's impressive and it's athletic and it's cool um and so there were some boys who were like doing like just duet dancing with girls some boys did solos some of them blew us away, man. Yeah, These, well, there like, was hip hop dudes. Right, the... there was this one company. Called, I think they're called DC Dance out of Miami, and they um, have they somehow got. I think Rochelle said they have like forty eight boys, and they started hip hop classes. So all these dudes. You know, I mean, what she was saying is got all their friends, and so there's all these dudes doing these hip hop dances, and they were amazing. Well, and I got to tell you, it and it was and it, the novel. There was there's a novelty to it that just kind of had everyone, um, you know, brought kind of new life to the whole thing too. A whole, you know. On well, there's some, something about the expression of dancing, right? That that oh, I think yeah. girls are so drawn to, but boys are too. Men, boys and men are as well, and are you know have an acumen for like young guys now are damn good dancers man yeah. like you know like I, I a kid will in my office just like move in a certain way where you're like dude you can dance i i know it like i can see it and you should you know well you know so i you know what i just thought of so last night we john and i went out to dinner <laughs> and it was it was rainy and we were i don't know kind of crabby a little 
Not a lot, but just kind of things eh. we didn't. Nothing was going it was according damp, to plan, and we couldn't decide like, oh, do we want to go to this restaurant because we and then we have to park and then, anyway, blah blah blah. We went to um, a place that's really well known for ribs, and actually, they were just tight. So anyway, we're leaving. Twin Anchors, Chicago. Twin man. Anchors, uh, a, 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 an absolute institution that, in my memory bank, is unbelievably great. Wholly disappointing last night. Yeah. So our review is it's it's a two. It's a two out of ten for yeah. me. Doug. So it, anyway, and it was full. It was full. It's really cool throwback looking bar, kick ass atmosphere, like bar type taverny place. But and anyway, you, you pointed out the ribs had no flavor. Anyway, go on. zero. And 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 so we don't <laughs> recommend it. We give it a two. <laughs> but when we were leaving, you know, we were still kind of crankers, <laughs> and so we turned the corner. Literally. And we're like, okay, how do we reinvent this night? And so I just started dancing. <laughs> yep. And then I danced. <laughs> and then we went out in the middle of the street. He, John said, should we go out in the middle of the street and do, uh, what was it? What's this show? Well, here, what we, what, what I wanted to have a good uh, climax moment to the dancing. So I said, let's go to the middle of the street and have an In the Heights jazz hands end of the song moment. Yeah, so you went low and I went high. I went low. I went low, kind of on my knee, uh, hands up. Julie, you went high. Yeah. And we had uh, kind of like the last bop, like yeah, last moment of the song. Uh, it was effective. We reset. I think Lin-Manuel would have been like, whoa, like that's the moment I needed in In the Heights. I think he would have been, huh? But anyway, it, it completely shifted our mood. <laughs> well, we welcome, if Lynn is listening, we welcome him to come and check it out. If he's ever in Chicago, we're happy to do an In the Middle of the Street, In the Heights, End of the Song, Jazz Hands moment. So in conclusion, it's not not hot in here. No, in conclusion, <laughs> if dance can bring so much joy to our lives and it, it can reset our moment. mood. Yeah, so yeah. we did really, I, I give myself credit. I just started funny dancing. And then, yeah, you joined in, and then we did the big moment in the middle of the street in Old Town in Chicago. Yeah, it also suggests, like, uh, jump in and do the thing. Like, I could have said, like, uh, okay, well, let's not, you know, but I, I'll give myself credit for joining in. Yeah. And we were, in, yeah. there we are in front of a bunch of houses in Old Town dancing around. Yeah, so we got, yeah. Totally worth it. So it shifted our mood. Yeah. You can shake, <laughs> shake, shake, shake the Krabbies out. Dance, dance, dance the crankers out. <laughs> I'm, I'm so feeling hot. it. I'm feeling it now. It's not that hot in here. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so here here's something I thought we should talk. First of all, wait, wait, wait. I'm gonna I, I just a disclaimer here. What? Uh, because I was gently scolded by a client of mine. Because when you and I talk about parenting on the podcast, we often uh, arguably whitewash a little bit, make it sound a little easier than it is. So I want to point out. No, we don't. I think we don't either. But I got you didn't get scolded. I got scolded a little. We talk about uh, all kinds of things about parenting. But yeah, go, oh, go ahead. Okay. But parenting, okay, can be, okay, okay. parenting can be hard sometimes. Okay. Uh, but it's worth it, I think. <laughs> and you can't return them anyway. You got to, you know, so that's it. No, I think I just want to acknowledge that, that, you know, like if, if anybody gets the impression that 
you know, bl- I, you know, I see every day how hard parenting is, how you mean, mighty right, the, the, right. the work of parenting is. And yet, you know, um, we're crazy about our kids. So we hang in and we do the thing. And, um, oh, she, she means our experience. I didn't say it was a she. <laughs> I did not this say it was a she. This person was saying that our experience sounds too good to be true. <laughs> Possibly. I don't know if it was that exact, but. It's uh, true. <laughs> I don't know if you're helping the cause. <laughs> I'm sure I'm not. No. I, um, yeah, listen, show up, light up. It's not fire up. It's not easy, but sometimes we make it harder than it needs to be. Um, and you know, you have written about availability in parenting, meaning check your ego Fear, judgment, and ego. And then to the degree that we can keep those in check and just enjoy our kids, not judge them, not reject them for who they inherently are, um, lighten up and light up. And oh, and if you'd like to read more not... about that, please check CNN Wellness. Oh, CNN yeah. Wellness. Life, but better. Anyway. Um, no, I'm not. Yeah. Anyway. Um Okay. All right. So let's take a left turn here. Where are we um, going? Uh, here's a thing I am uh, that's on my mind lately, as I am reading a book called Somebody's Daughter. That is um, another book about loss and family and grief, and then probably some hint of re- uh, redemption somewhere along the way. Um, John loves to read these really depressing books. And you would think that given his day-to-day hours and hours and hours of engaging with people and um, hearing about their struggles, that he would want an escape from that. I actually seek it out. And if it's a memoir, if it's really a really depressing book... Really gut-wrenching? Then I'm all in, man. Like, I want the memoir. I mean, I'll read the fiction... But if you give me nonfiction um, awfulness, I'm all about it. Hmm. And that's true. Uh, there was a uh, oh, um, there was a movie a few years ago called Manchester by the Sea, which Never is saw it. Ar- arguably the quiet, other than a quiet place, the quietest, dreariest, most depressing movie you could imagine seriously could imagine and um and uh everybody i've talked to about it our friend chad a couple other people chad chad when i brought up the name of the movie he walked out right uh yes yes he hated that and once upon a time in hollywood and he pretended to blow his own brains out (laughs) (laughs) and um and i get it and yet i there was no way I was not going to watch that movie and love it. And I love, like, my favorite movie is probably Ordinary People about, you know, a young man whose brother dies and he goes to see a therapist in the in Chicago. It, it's mom, basically, my life is all around Ordinary People. And his mom who, rejected, who, like, rejected him, right? It was cold, cold, cold. Brilliantly cast. Mary Tyler Moore is the mom. America's sweetheart. 
by America's sweetheart, Robert Redford. It's like it's like an unbelievable thing that happened there. An unbelievable amalgam of things happened in ordinary people. We should be talking about it in the culture way more than we do. It's what? one of the, Robert Redford was the director and he decided that Donald Sutherland he he decided he would be distracting as the dad in the movie. So he selflessly handed that role, one of the best roles ever, ever played by, to Donald Sutherland. And he was right, because Sutherland was fucking perfect. And that movie is absolute perfection. Watch it again if you've never... And, and you kids out there, please, watch Ordinary People. Really? Okay, well, maybe. All right, so what's your point? Why do we like... Why do we take in what we take in? Why do we choose the media that we choose? Why do we read what we read? Why do we watch what we watch? You and I have watched a spate of these European, Irish, uh, English, British, yeah, British, British crime murders, dramas, you know, yeah. small town murder dramas, yeah. right? Um, and and including uh, uh, Dirty Murder. Or murder, murder, murder. Oh, yeah. uh, Mayor, Mayor of East Town, which they uh, spoofed and lampooned so on Saturday Night Live. So good, so good. No, I guess I do like those. And we, we, well, we keep watching them. So what, what, what about that? You know what I mean? Like, why do we watch dark stuff? Why are we drawn to dark stuff? Even you liked Bloodline, which was about like, oh, yeah, really, like it's yeah. a really dark family story. Yeah, I like a lot of yeah. So what's wrong with us? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. Is, I, is it is it a downward social comparison? In other words, is it a way to feel good about our lives, no. comparing it to mm-hmm. other people and thinking, well, uh, things aren't great, but I didn't murder my murder. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Mm, no, I, I don't think, think so. it's that either. No. I mean, I like a thriller. I like a mystery. It's a story. It's a story. Um, and if it's well done, you are drawn in and you're drawn in by the characters and you're drawn in by the, um, yeah, I, I like a thriller and a mystery. And I a mean, thriller, I, I don't like the, those... reading about just depressing, long winded, you know, real life. But there's a big difference between like an Ocean's Eleven thriller, right? Where... No harm, no foul, nobody dies. We're just finding a way to steal money from a casino versus Danny's dead and he was 12 and now the whole town is afraid there's a murderer on the loose. You like, know, like, I, I can say, that's way grimmer. No, I can say I like the I like the setting. You know, I like being in... Ooh, we're all about that. In Ireland and a small English town and, you know, We started Scotland. one recently where we nailed oh, yeah. what town the opening, the establishing shot was in. Yes, we knew the bar from Ireland from the um, Ring of Kerry. Yep. Um, anyway. But so yeah, I, I, so we like the settings. We like, we like a... a, a uh, a windswept, foggy seaside situation, but it's the dead children that seems that's the part I think I want to focus on. Is <laughs> why are we? What are we? Why are we drawn to this stuff? Why am I drawn to really dark material? Part of it might be 
a coping thing. Like, if I know it, I can deal with it. I can handle it. Hmm. If you know what? If I, if I um, am exposed to it in some way. Like, you know, if, if, if kind of like I, uh, even if it's in a fictitious way or through, you're drinking my Coke now. Mm-hmm. See, that's, I shouldn't put it up there because here's Mine's what would gone. happen. Just as a side note, if Julie and I were stuck with a five-gallon bottle of water on a desert island, Julie would drink it within an hour. I would chug it. She would chug <laughs> it because she would be thirsty, and then we would die. And I would never have any. You just take little sips. <laughs> but then we had it for a long time. <laughs> okay. Where are we going with this, uh, what you I, consume? The question Wait, is, no, let's, let, okay, so yeah, there's that. Also, no, it's like, kind of like, okay, I, still, I get it, I see it, now I could handle it. If, I, if, that, if that showed up in my office, I could handle it. If it showed up in my no, life, I could handle it. No, that's not it for me. It's, it's an escape thing, it's a story. Ordinary people did that for me. Like, it literally set me up to, for a major event in my life. You, it, you recognized yourself in it somehow, and you decided you wanted to be a therapist. Okay, then... There's also, also Dead Brothers. Dead Brothers. Dead Brother Club. You know, <laughs> Timothy Hutton and I. Y'all enjoying this? Then there's also the thing where you like to um, watch people like that we can't stand. You like to watch what they have to say every day in the news on, you know, <laughs> at CPAC. <laughs> Oh yeah, man! I love that. <laughs> and I, I, I love don't that. like. I've, I've long since. Politics used to be. Um, well, we always watch the Daily Show, so I there was comic relief in it, um, but I've stepped way away from that. It's too, like. There's also truth real is world drama in, in in politics. Yeah, but it's really. It's absurd. It's dropped down to like. The lowest common denominator. Like, it's just gotten so... Um, well, it's cartoonish enough that yeah. Jon Stewart decided, well, I can't really lampoon this anymore. It's lampooned. It's well, lampooning itself. It was. De- it, it, got, it got depressing and nothing changed. And so he had to tap out. <laughs> but anyway. Um, I think he's tapping back in, by the way, a little bit. Like, with, a, with some kind of a Netflix deal. So watch for that. Later, later this year, but yeah, um, I do, I do like that. I do like to watch people I don't like <laughs> in in politics and in um, news, and see what they're talking about. And um, I do get this kind of like weird pleasure from that. And it's there. It, it fits in in my brain. It fits in the comedy zone a little bit, which. Um, I think for you, none of this is funny anymore. No. Um, and yet, and there's also this part of me where we're, we're swerving off topic a little bit, but I'm not sure we were ever on it. I don't know. What but is. it's also partly for me, um, I feel this need to know what's happening. Um, and part of that is, I think I probably spent a lot of my younger life not knowing or understanding very well. I didn't read the newspaper when I was a kid. I didn't, you know, I didn't watch the news. Well, I might have, the 10 o'clock news was probably on in our house, yeah. but I didn't attend to it. You know what I mean? Um, 
Yeah, but we spend hours consuming superfluous crap that's completely sensationalized. It's and it's you know it's it's mind numbing and life sucking. And maybe that's the point: is it's worth attending to what you consume on occasion because now we consume way more than we used to, kind of constantly because we're carrying TVs around. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's it's yeah. kind of like insane the access we have and you know i think you, we can so much so many more hours of our day even if we're out and about are spent like consuming right you know consuming 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 and you know are we just confirming our bias are we creating stress for ourselves unnecessarily Definitely. um you know are we are we looking are we making downward social comparisons? Are we doing some of that? You know, I will admit that um, there's a little bit of that in me when I w- watch certain personalities. You know, when I attend to them, I I'm not not like I'm better than you. More more like a cautionary tale. Like don't be like this guy. Okay. Kind of keeping me on my toes. Okay, but I mean, and and kind of kind really of keeping my that? mind sharp enough to create the counter argument, and if I can't, then I have to consider like, is it possible the guy I hate is right there? Because there are times like there's a particular guy I hate. Oh, you get credit if you do that. Like, oh, I do that sometimes. I mean, sometimes I'm like, oh my god, Tucker. We'll call him. Because um, <laughs> that's just kind of a generic name, Tucker. Uh, Tucker just said something I think I agree with. You're, you know, you've, you're overly fascinated with him. I, I don't know what it is, man. Um, he's an angry, angry dude. I don't know if he's angry. I, I, I think he's scared. And maybe that's what anger is, Julie. In the end, anger is fear. It is. That's That's the point of the whole podcast here today. <laughs> really because i have no idea no i like the idea of attending to what you consume it's hard to do speaking of that this is a right turn you picked a left turn i'll go right now the other thing. well now we're going in the same direction we started the other thing okay maybe we are i noticed about about the dance competition that I hadn't thought about was we were sitting watching live entertainment oh, post pandemic. Yeah. Like that was amazing. It was sitting, sitting in an audience, unmasked in an audience, watching live entertainment for hours in Orlando, which had its own risks. <laughs> <laughs> and we are going to, um, by the way, I have symptom scanned since being in Florida and, and on planes and, um, first time on a plane. no, no COVID so far. We are also going to second city on this coming Friday. So Second, Second City, City is, is an opening. improv venue here in Chicago for those of you who are overseas. It's open back up. <laughs> and interestingly, they, so I called to buy the tickets and she said, if you have proof of vaccination, you don't have to be masked. And I, that's the first time I've ever heard anyone use that. Any business actually use that for something. I think, um, Springsteen on Broadway is doing that. Oh, really? Yeah. So if you and that Broadway might in general will probably do that. Bruce is kind of setting the tone for how Broadway is going to go, and 
So th- that is true. And um, well, they, 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 they are, they did, I think they were requiring proof of um, vaccination. To go in or you had to mask if you didn't have it? No, to I go- think to go in. Listen, man, I mean, I get it. He's and- getting a real hard time, like even walking in the building. People were like, you know, uh, anti-vaxxers were gathering and, and pissed at him. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, um, I can't relate to that. Um, I know that I did hear um, a dude that owns a lot of, a, or is whatever, part of the group that owns a lot of the biggest Broadway theaters saying they can't afford to open to partially filled houses. They have to, op- they have to be full or they're not going to make it. That was that that they've been saying since very early in the pandemic. So um, yeah, people can't sit in um, small spaces inside with. Well, enough vaccinated people are going to want to see Broadway shows where right. you know. But but you're right. It was a marvel. Hashtag motivation to be in. It's it's just interesting to be around people again. Like you know, in, in uh, a lot yes. of people, it's uh, it is it's it's um you realize what what you missed, and um you have a whole different degree of appreciation for sitting in a restaurant, sitting in a, in a, in a, um, in a theater. Uh, that was crazy. Great. And um, I feel like we've shifted easily. Like I'm surprised we were, um, conservative. About we were this. really careful and conservative. And I still put on masks when I go into a store. My thing is, we've said this, I think, you know, if the people working there are wearing masks, I'm going to put a freaking mask on. It yeah. just looks weird. I don't know. But um, we've we've trans um, transitioned. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, like, pretty easily. More, you know, easily, more easily than I thought we would. And it looks like a lot of people have, doesn't yeah. it? I mean, yeah, you look around and it looks like, you know, a lot of, I, I don't, I'm not seeing as much anxiety about this or, or hearing about it as I thought I would. Um, I, I'm withholding my full judgment on that until school starts. My, I'm worried, boy, this, I'm going to take, I'm turning around now. I'm, I, I parallel parked and we're I'm going, pulling, I'm ter- turning back. around. We're, we're going, going We're going the wrong way down a one-way street. We are on the... We're not dancing. We're going the wrong way on the on-ramp. <laughs> and we are heading onto the highway. We are, it's like, now we're just avoiding the oncoming traffic. I think it's because of the lack of air in this closet. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but I, if I, I have worries, this, okay. is, a, this is a fact, okay. and uh, maybe a little... Uh, a little clarion call to parents that I think it might be important to prepare your kids a little bit for school. Oh yeah, what's Full the scoop? On school? How that's going to look? Well, the plan is school's back. You know, regular. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, and some places are going to have a partial online option going further going uh, into the future and my bias would be not to do that. Is anybody requiring vaccines? No. Of kids? Yeah. Uh, some, of like... Some people are of faculty and staff. What about of like high school kids? Of kids that can get it? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Wow. So, so I guess, I mean, you typically have to have certain vaccines like I, I remember growing up, we always had to have certain vaccines. Yeah, for, but, I, I, but we were not. Can, no, we're, we don't have mumps, you know. Yeah, but people, I guess people could opt out of that for religious reasons. 
Is that true? Um, yes, they could. Yeah, uh, I guess. I mean, you know, uh, my bias would be like, yeah, if you're over 12, you, it seems like it, the, the, the conventional wisdom would suggest you can you can get the friggin' vaccine. Get it, you know, like get have your kids get it. You know, you you undoubtedly, if you're listening to us, your kids have had a, an MMR. There, there's all sorts of diseases well, your kids, kids aren't no, dying but a lot of parents they, don't get their kids vaccinated. So anyway, this is, we digress. What were you saying about as school opens? So I just think that there's going to be, because kids are, the practice effect of just being in school regular full time is, um, it's it's historic now. Like now, now, now we've gone a year and a half. Um, there are kids who are going to be juniors in high school and juniors in college who have had who have taken finals one time, one time out of four semesters. Wow. Yeah, think about it. I mean, that's literally how this has gone. So it, it, no, it's, I didn't know. Well, okay, I didn't. We don't have to, I didn't know finals had anything to do with it. What do you mean? Oh, this is just as an example. Um, a girl told me she, she's going to be a junior in high school. And she said, oh, I've only taken like normal finals once. Because they First just, semester they just freshman got year. rid of them? By second semester freshman year, we were out of school by March 15th. Um, then, then both semesters sophomore year were just totally messed up and they didn't have finals. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, that, so a lot of places didn't have finals. Or they were completely mocked up differently or kids were taking them online and frankly... Most kids, if I'm being really honest, I, I cheated because it was easy because mm-hmm. they're sitting in their room, you know. Um, so this is going to be an adjustment. And I, and I think preparing your kids for this is talking a little bit about like, okay, you know, we're going back all in. Like kids aren't used to being like out of the house for seven hours or 10 hours straight if they've got to practice or something afterwards, right? They're not, they're not used to being fully engaged in their lives. And so this is going to be, this is a big thing. This is a big um, re-entry, you know, and for some of them, well, for all of them, it's been forever, man. Like, you know, if you're, if you are nine or you are 19, a year and a half is a long time. Yeah. I'm glad though, this is, this opening up is happening in the summer, right? So now everyone can kind of, you know, the summer, is starting to feel semi-normal and then maybe going back to school will will too and well i'm glad there's uh, yeah it'll be and i think they've eased their way into it but i think i think the full-on thing like a lot of kids are telling me even at the end of this last year this last semester you know they if they were going to school even like if they went for two days a week they'd come in like "I'm, i'm exhausted man like it's i did not remember how long these days were, you know, so there's, there's going to be a little bit of a practice effect. I think we're going to have to be gentle with our kids and yet press them to do the things right. You know, sign up for the things, you know, like they're going to have to, they're going to have to work their way through some fatigue. It's almost like, uh, it reminds me of what, um, George's swim coach told us freshman year, like, you know, like, um, Hey, give your kid to us. We'll we'll take it from there. They're going to be crabby. They're going to be tired. They're going. They might get sick a little bit. It's going to be fine, and they will be more resilient, more competent, and um and and they will feel good about themselves 
once they get through this thing, you know, once, once they're, once they break through. And, um, and I think we kind of have to take that mindset just for making it through the school day, right? You know, give, give your kids over to the school, trust that the school will contain them for those seven hours. And if you can get the, I encourage you to get your kids involved in something after school. So let's call it 10 hours hand your kids over to the school, trust the school that they have had enough time to figure this out and the coaches and the teachers and the administrators and the nurses, everybody is there to support getting your kid through that school day. The social workers, the psychologists, the, um, you know, every single teacher and coach and every, yeah. And then be, so then, and then just be supportive of your kid, pay attention to the vibe in your home your own vibe and, and be gentle with them and be a little supportive bit. of the school. Yeah. Cause it's coming fast. And I think it is going to be a little bit of a shock. Maybe a little, I anticipate like calls. <laughs> well, you always going to get calls, but hopefully it'll be a, a huge relief. And, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. Oh, it's going to be good. It's going to be healthy for kids to be back. Um, majority of kids, are going to do perfectly fine. Yeah. I, I think I think there's going to be a subset of kids who struggle a little bit, um, but remind your kids of how capable they are and send them off. And you know, if there's that you know morning you know of you know like uh, you know I'm too tired, I don't want to go. You know, like don't give into that. Like you know, um, gently tell them they have to. <laughs> you know, because because you can get down the school refusal rabbit hole, mm-hmm. which is a very tough hole to dig yourself out of. And now we're back, man. And that's, let's let that be the the best news. Yep. Otherwise, you know, you're going to be uh, searching the whole English seaside looking for Danny. And nobody <laughs> <God>. wants that. <laughs> and if you're feeling crabby, dance in the middle of the street. Anyway, I think we have to stop because you're going to flop sweating in here. <laughs> I'm actually not. All right, so this has been yeah. What has it been? Oh, it's been it's been. There's a thousand takeaways. (laughs) We uh, good. Hopefully, at least some grouping of you has outlined. See some live entertainment. Dance when you're crabby. Um, dance like no one's watching, or some people are watching out their windows at your weird dancing in Old Town. And don't. Stare at your phone too much. All right, guys. All right. This is better. Love you. Bye. I love you.